0: Welcome to Literally Nothing Matters podcast, where your new besties, Amanda and Caitlin, will chat openly about everything that no one is talking about, but everyone is secretly thinking. Together, we will debunk wellness trends, navigate relationships, and begin the journey to become the best versions of ourselves. At the end of the day, just remember, literally nothing matters. So grab your favorite beverage and meet us every Monday for our weekly date. Wait, did we just become best friends? Yep.
1: Today on the podcast, we are speaking with psychic medium Julie Goslin. Julie decided to use her calling to help others heal and connect with those that are no longer with us in the physical world. She has a unique ability to communicate with loved ones who may have passed to help guide us toward our highest selves and answer questions that may be presenting difficulty in our lives. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. We're so excited to have you today.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me.
2: me
1: So we're going to get started. Um, why don't you just kind of explain what a psychic medium is and kind of what that means for you and your journey of becoming one?
0: Okay, Um, good question. Because um, there are psychics and there are mediums, and they are actually two different things. So a psychic is somebody who is able to tune into the energy around them, um, whether that be a person, place or thing, and that energy um, can be of the past, present, or even the future. And a medium is a psychic who also has the ability to tune into a higher level of awareness energetically. So because the spirit world vibrates at a much quicker rate than the physical world, a medium actually becomes a channel between the two worlds, uh, essentially in a medium frequency.
1: So how, what was your calling to become a psychic medium? Have you always kind of been drawn to this or what's your journey of getting here?
0: I have always been drawn to it, I would say. Um, I've only been reading for people I don't know for a a little over two and a half years. Um, If you ask me, if you had asked me how long I've been or or I've known that I was a medium, I would give you the same answer. But um, since I have recognized that I have this gift, I would say that there are a lot of memories from over the years that have basically flooded my mind and it's kind of allowed me to put the pieces together. And those memories take me back, I would say, to like early childhood. So um, although I'm not one of the, uh, mediums who can say, you know, like the little boy in the sixth sense that I, you know, I see dead people, um, that definitely, <laughs> that's was what I feel my- like
1: most people think of when they think of it as like this creepy, like villainous idea. Yeah. But yeah. It's like so much spooky. more than
0: that. Yeah, definitely not my, uh, not my journey in this. Um, it was, it was actually, um, I think my story is, is really kind of cool. And I think it makes me relatable. And I think that's why I'm able to have such a good, you know, such a strong connection with those I read for. Um, I would say so back, it was, it was during COVID. um, I I don't know how I I received an email um, about a, like a collective consciousness course kind of about intuition. And, um, you know, for people who you didn't need to have experience, it said, and just who was basically interested in this stuff. So you know, it was over COVID, wasn't really doing anything else. I figured, why not? It's on. It was on Zoom. Um, so I got myself involved in this class, and I think it was probably ten minutes into the first session when I actually wanted to throw up. <laughs> um, I think all of the other people in the class, or were like fifteen other students. And they all, I, I want to say, probably everybody was either a practicing medium or had knowledge of a gift that they had had. Um, so we literally went around and introduced ourselves to, um, to everybody and explained why we were there. And when, when it got to me, I was like, hi, I'm Julie, I'm, I'm in the wrong class. So I had no clue what, what was going on. Um, so long story short, after a few classes, um, you know, partner exercises and some photo readings, um, I finally accepted that there was no hidden camera. I wasn't on punked and um, I actually had a gift. So it was pretty cool um, doing readings for the first time. And they were all very welcoming and just, you know, no problem, just, you know, we meditated a bit and write down what comes to you and so i was like all right you know what am i gonna do i just kind of closed my eyes and as i would say i was i was winging it for sure um and you know i I went over what i had and um the first partner that i read for she kind of had her head down and i said everything and i was like okay sorry (laughs) you know like this is you know out of left field and she was like julie that was amazing and I was like, what? <laughs> so I had come up with a couple things that, you know, a couple words that, you know, weren't common words and I don't know where I was getting them from. And um, it came to find out, it was like, you know, I seriously was looking for a hidden camera. Like, the, you're all joking with me right now. Like, there's no way that I just nailed those things that you just said. But um, in fact, I did. So um, it was kind of out of the blue. And like I said, once that happened, I just kind of started going back in my mind, like, wait a minute. You know, when I used to see things when I was little on the beach and those little visions that I saw when I would ask my mom, you know, everybody always said she's got quite an imagination or, you know, she's dramatic or uh, things like that. You're seeing things, you know, thought I was, you know, kind of crazy. I, I wasn't. So, um, I think because I didn't see things, um, you know, Like, for instance, the Long Island medium, you know, she may see, say, I see your dad stepping up, you know, behind you. And I'm like, where? I I don't see that. I don't see anything, you know, or Mm -hmm. I hear and I was expecting to hear somebody talking to me like, you can hear me speaking to you right now. And that just wasn't the case. But um, I thought that that's the way that it had to happen. But in truth, the way that every, medium receives interprets and translates information is unique to them so my story my journey is much different than probably anybody else's and that's what i i guess that's what make it makes it so cool and um and that's why i really like doing what i do and and letting people know that hey if you're interested in this and you know you've had these similar things don't don't think that you don't have this ability because it doesn't happen the way that you think it's supposed to Hmm.
1: And that's an interesting thing you say, because when we had met for my reading, you had said, you know, don't have any expectations. And that's kind of the way that this goes. And I think a lot of lessons in life, Um, but which way, how do you channel your channel messages from spirit? Do you hear things? Do you taste things? How could you explain it?
0: Well, I would say the The way for me personally, um, I first begin to feel or sense things. Um, so when I say feel it's more like, um, physical sensation or, um, you know, like, let's say for instance, if I start having a hard time breathing, um, and and forgive me, I may start to get a couple things right now and it's going to throw me off a little bit. I'm going to try and focus, (laughs) um, as I have a hard time breathing, um, that could mean that somebody has either passed of something of the heart, lungs, or chest, whether it be, um, you know, heart attack, lung cancer, something like that. Or it could be something significant in somebody's life, such as asthma or COPD or emphysema, something like that. Um, once I get those initial physical sensations that help validate uh, which soul is stepping forward, then I typically start to get like little downloads of information, so they might be like little fleeting, you know, visions or thoughts. So when I say, um, you know, I see it's more like I see a, a, a vision, it's actually um, a memory of mine. So spirit works off of my frame of reference, so it is actually something that I have experienced in the physical world that I may see as a memory, as a, a movie clips, you know, something, um, a picture, uh, a place, something like that. And then, um, I could also hear something again, that would be a thought. So a thought is placed in my head and it's most of the time. It's like these just little, I would call them like, almost like bullet points that it happens really quick and I have to try and keep up with it.
2: Hmm.
0: And, um, other times it oddly, I can't explain it. Other times it's like, I can have a flowing conversation with spirit, um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't explain that, like I said, Um, but, you know, it's, I could also, you know, I think we have like basically two really strong senses, I would say, and I think they work together. So I would say mine are probably the feeling and sensing. Actually, I probably have three and the hearing and seeing type of thing. Um, So basically, you know, you have all of these senses that you can work with. Um, when somebody passes away, they're not given the ability to be able to communicate. So they have to learn to communicate with a medium and through a medium. And for me, I also learn every time I do a reading. So if it's not in my frame of reference and spirit is trying to get a message across, they'll, they'll get me as close as they can with something that I can relate to. And then I do explain to people that it is like spirit is giving me pieces, you know, puzzle pieces and I have to quickly determine what pieces or more so validation, you know, validating information for you that I need to present how to do it so that I can figure out what pieces go to your puzzle as opposed to my puzzle or another client that I might have coming up this week, their puzzle. Um, so it is really important, like I said, to keep an open mind and to release any expectation you might have about a reading because I really do need to work with you and spirit as a team in order to get the message across in the right way it comes down to what spirit is good at you know how they communicate and what they're good at because we really do have to meet in the middle somewhere and sometimes if somebody has not been on the other side for long um I I do believe it takes a good amount of time to learn Mm. so You know, it's like going into a a nail salon and you're sitting there and the person in front of you is asking you a question, you know, maybe Vietnamese person and and she's speaking English, but you you can't understand, you know, you're trying so hard and you're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Same thing for me. Like, um, it's like they're speaking, it's almost like a different language. They're trying to communicate in a different way. And I'm trying to understand what they're saying. Um, And it's not always, you know, we don't always get it right. So Mm -hmm. in spirit and myself, it's kind of just this little back and forth and game until we, you know, until you can validate something where like, yes, that's it. That's the message.
2: Yeah.
1: So looking at kind of your background, are there messages that you receive that are kind of common or um, speak to like a larger community as a whole, or is it pretty individualized?
0: What do you mean by that? Um,
1: Like I'm thinking of our community right now, like our listeners are kind of all female and we all have kind of probably the same core values. Is there anything that like you would, you would probably get, give to me as a word of advice that you would also give to Amanda and you would also give to other people that listen to us that might not be the exact same person, but we have the same ideology um, and we're trying to find our path in life or is it really individual from like a spirit to a person.
0: Well, if you're talking about, um, if you're talking about um, just giving you, you know, kind of advice uh, based on my intuition and what I feel, um, you know, and if you're in a community that's, you know, pretty similar, like you said, um, I could probably speak to that community community in that way. Um, But when you're dealing with spirit, I do think that, You know, if I'm, if I'm reading a group, let's say um, just because I, you know, let's say this, just for instance, I I don't read this many people, but say there's 30 people in a room and, you know, I pick someone out in the front row and I'm speaking to them and you're in the back row and you hear something very similar and you think, oh, that could be, you know,
1: resonate uh, with Uncle, Uncle
0: Harry or something, you know. Okay. Um, Just because I'm speaking to the person in the front row doesn't mean that your loved one is not trying to send you a message as well. I call that piggybacking. So one piece Mm. of information can be from more than one soul and they're trying to get you a message. What it means typically is that the person that's in that front row needs that healing and that one-on-one contact more than you do right now. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, I wish that's something that had always been you know, explained when I've, I've been to mediums before in a group setting, and you know, I'm in the back. And I'm like, oh, you know, why? Can't, you know, you got to get there early. You got to get the front, whatever. But I've heard things that have sounded like they related to me, and I had never known that spirit could be speaking to me. It's just that they're going through the person in the front row because they need the one-on-one contact more than I do. They need that type of healing more than I do. So, in that sense, I could speak to you know more than one person at a time. Otherwise, I think, you know, messages are individual for people, but I do see common, you know, um, common themes. So spirit most often wants, wants to deliver messages of like um, peace, comfort, and healing. So Hmm. it might be, you know, your loved one is safe and at peace on the other side, that they are with family, that they did hear you um, when you were speaking to them, but they did feel your presence. Um,
1: And do you really get those messages from loved ones? Yes. Wow. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so. um, That's so
1: healing just in itself, just for listeners who (laughs) aren't having individual readings with you right now. It's like there is another realm beyond just here (laughs) yeah 100
0: Um, and that and i think that was such a healing process for me because i had experienced loss you know a lot of loss when i was um what i would consider young um and you know i i I looked for that i needed it i lost my mom when i was young and you know i kind of went through the stage of you know poor me why why did it happen to me um and, you know, everybody kind of goes through this thing, like, you know, there is no God or what, you know, <laughs> kind of the, just mm-hmm. this feeling like this is cruel, you know, whatever. Um, and I, and I'll admit, I did go through that stage. And then um, I think it was very healing to know it. it was actually after my brother had passed my, my middle child, my um, son was um, saying some things to us after we were looking through photos and he was saying, Oh, you know, uncle Chris was uh, 12 years old in that picture. And like, I actually had to look at the date on the back and like count on my fingers. And I'm like, how did you know that? I think my son was seven at the time. And he, he said, he just told me. And I looked wow. at him I'm like, what? And he was like, well, he didn't just tell me mom. I know he's dead, but he told me in my head. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. He's like <laughs> oh, <my Dad>. God. <laughs> and, and this is a seven-year-old boy. Like, you know, who, who says that? And this kid's riding dirt bikes and, you know, he's all boy and who's, who can put it together? Like, I wouldn't even be able to put it together like that. Like he didn't just say it out loud. He said it in my head. Like, I was like, that's crazy. And so he had a couple of more experiences that we were like, wow, okay, this is something here that he's experiencing. So, um, I think that was a big step too, in realizing that, you know, he was saying things that there was no way that he would be able to know. And it's like, <laughs> there's something more out there. There's something bigger than us. And um I think that kind of, at that point really started me thinking, you know, like, how does this work? How do I, you know, I, I did my best to like learn and research. And, you know, I went to mediums and psychics and all of that. Um, not like crazy, but just like, hoping to learn from them or to receive messages or whatever. And and I had been before, and I had been told by a medium that I have, you know, this ability. And, you know, she sat there saying, listen, do you hear that? And I'm like, what? No. You know, like, I'm yeah. this, like a car going by, you know, and I didn't understand how it worked. Mm-hmm. So, um, I so do that- you
1: think anyone can become a psychic or has the ability?
0: Well, everybody is psychic we're okay. all we're, we're all born with intuition so that's what you need you you can pick up on the energy around you if you walk into a room you should be able to tell you know like uh, if there is a couple fighting and you walk into the room you know immediately when you walk in like uh oh something's going on yeah, here
2: there's some bad energy
0: yeah yeah so you're picking up on the energy so you everybody is born with intuition so everybody is psychic okay. um, taking it to the next level not everybody is a medium some people some you know, psychics just want to stay on that level of psychic, you know, of that energy, whereas a medium really has to, in my, in my journey, I really had to work at being able to recognize that next level of awareness. Um, you know, I did a lot of meditation and this is not something, you know, that just, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm no Long Island medium. I can't walk out and be like, you know, somebody's talking to me and it's like, bang, I just, you know, Zips all sorts of messages out to people. Um, I'm constantly working at this. And, you know, it it's, takes discipline and it takes, um, it's like you getting better at anything, you, you work at it. Um, so I think, you know, in that sense, not everybody wants to put in the effort. I think everybody Mm -hmm. wants instant gratification and, you know, maybe they try and if it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen the way they think that it's supposed to happen, they just stop trying. Um, Absolutely. Do I believe that everybody could do it? If I could do it, my thought is anyone could do it. (laughs) um, I can't, I can't really speak to that. Yeah.
2: Do you feel like children are more, um, like open because they haven't like unlearned their intuition and stuff. Um, 100%. And- They're
0: not conditioned yet. So right. children open to spirit. Um, I just had a grandson. He's like three months old now. And he kind of looks around and he'll smile and he's in the air. And um, mm-hmm. I think you can probably get to the age of, you know, like they, I, I don't recall having an imaginary friend. Maybe I did. I'm not sure. Um, But I would say somewhere around four, five years old, six years old, somewhere in there, um, kids kind of lose it because they become conditioned by society, you know, going to school Mm -hmm. and parents, you know, you have to behave this way, you have to do this. So all of a sudden they start getting all these sorts of rules that they have to hang on to. And it's not just this free spirit anymore. It's not this, the innocence starts to be taken away. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think
0: that's where they lose it. And if they're able to, in their mind, kind of stay in that innocence uh, for a longer bit of time, they may experience it longer. Uh, I think it's important. I mean, if I had known, I mean, I did encourage my son um, to, you know, tell me what what he was experiencing. And I think he pretty much hung on to that, that, you know, ability until about ninth or 10th grade. And then I think he he didn't really let anybody know other than me mm. uh, because he didn't want anybody to think that he was crazy or that,
2: mm-hmm. you know, we
0: had moved around that time. And and he was like, you know, you don't make friends by telling people that you can talk to dead people.
2: So Aww. he really just
0: kind of didn't want to go down that, that road, you know? Um, my other two kids, I believe also um, <laughs> have experienced this as well. We did live in a house that was, Um, an old rest home that was completely remodeled it was an old victorian and there were people that had passed away in that home uh, which i didn't know when we first moved in but (laughs) we used to own and we got out boy but um we all felt energy in that house and it we never were afraid in there uh but we were drained i mean so Mm. will you know drain your energy to be able to um be in existence around you so um do you I, think
1: that I, there is negative energy when you try to communicate with that that realm?
0: There's definitely negative energy. Um anytime that I do a reading, I, you know, kind of have this preparation. And it's important to, you know, ground yourself and to protect yourself from any negative energies or lower vibrations or even lost souls who just haven't gone to the light, haven't been able to cross over. Wow. Um, so, Um, it definitely can be draining and it's important to be able to do that. So you start to not, you know, things, you start to not feel right. If something, if you've kind of gone, gone astray and, you know, you need to ground. Um, But I think for the most part, I do feel well protected. And um, I think that gets you a, a lot further when you, you know, I, I'm not afraid because I feel, I do feel that I'm protected by the divine and okay. my loved ones in spirit. So
1: are there ways that we can, like, say we move into a house and we know that there's spirit in the house and maybe we're getting some negative energy. Are there any tips you have on trying to kind of sway that energy away?
0: Um, I would have definitely like when we lived in that house and that old Victorian, um, a friend of mine is is uh, A granddaughter of a of an Indian chief, so I had her come over and she kind of went through the house and and saged and um, she said that there was there was a lot of energy there, which she was able to move it along that day. But she said, "I can't promise they're not going to come back." Mm-hmm. So so interesting. You know, my my advice would be definitely to sage. um You know, I crack a window and I kind of walk around. And, you know. Um, Asked to clear any negative energies, lower vibrations, you know, um, clear it from the home, the space around. You know, I, I sage myself when my kids are getting kind of negative. I'll say, Get over here. I'm going to sage you. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know, love they, that. I they, do the they same Put their way. arms yes. out, and lift their leg up, and I'm like saging them. That's amazing. Um, crystals, I keep crystals around. Um, and a lot of it is intention. So, you know, just kind of, you know, lighting a candle setting intention that, you know, keep the home filled with the energies of light and love and um, highest of intentions and energies always. And, you know, kind of remove any negative energies or stale or whatever, anybody who comes in, I'm kind of like, you know, keep those crystals in the corner. And I ask that when you're, if we're having a good amount of people over that, you know, negative energy gets left at the door, if they can pick it up on their way out, if they want. Um, mm-hmm, love that. And then I usually will sage after and you know an event or something here. Wow,
2: that's a good point too. Like the energy that other people bring into your home. Yes, affect that. And that
0: can happen. That can happen anywhere. Nice. I didn't even realize. You know, years ago, I I I remember going out to like the feast of Saint Anthony in Boston, and I literally can go places and have like panic attacks, and it's like I want to be there and you know, like my family is looking at me and they're like, I, you know, I can't, I start to close in and I can't breathe and I want to get out of there. And everybody's looking at me like I'm a Debbie Downer. And I'm like, I just, I didn't realize that I was taking on all that energy and it was overwhelming to me and I would get tired and cranky. And I just wanted to get out when really I wanted to have fun, yeah. but I didn't know that what was going on and that I needed to protect myself walking into that situation. So, you know, big crowds and things like that. I, you know, do a little bit of prepping beforehand. And, um, I, I know if it's not good for me to walk into that, I, um, I can definitely sense when there's some different energy that walks into the house or when I'm going somewhere, I might start to get a little bit of a neck, you know, a, a knot in my neck before I go, you'll see my head start to go to the side and I'm like, Oh, I can already tell where we're going here. So, wow. Um, Yeah, you can definitely, I think you can feel it. You just don't realize it
2: because you're not taking the time to tune into the energy around you. Yeah.
0: We're so busy.
2: I would love to talk a little bit more about that because that course that you were talking about that you took in COVID, you said that was a lot about like reconnecting with your intuition. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think if we're talking, you know, connecting with the you know, spiritual world, or just like trying to be more connected to yourself and your intuition and have those, um, you know, like gut reactions to people and situations. Like I think everyone can benefit from that. Right.
0: 100%.
2: Can you share a little bit more about like maybe ways to reconnect in with your intuition and
0: find that again? You know, every day I kind of wake up and, um, And I actually, I listened to your podcast, um, the last podcast that you did and, um, with the girl who who was talking about skin Mm. and I heard her saying, you need to go back to your, you know, go back to your roots. And, um, it made a lot of sense in, even in the spiritual world, you need to go back to your roots. So all of this stuff that's going on external to us, um, is what causes fear and fear is not what we want it's not what we're here for we're here to love and and have all these high energies and fear kind of just creates all of this havoc in our life so um again it's important to go back to your roots how do you do that i would say meditation trying to take that time to find inner stillness and it is so difficult today to do that because so much of what we do is like fear-based that and when i when i say fear i don't necessarily mean afraid i mean you know, there's deadlines, there's schedules, there's
2: anxieties and
0: anxiety and depression and all of these things and worries and finances and and children. And, you know, am I doing the right thing and all that? And that's all just not external nonsense. Um, I don't know. I think I've mentioned it to you, Caitlin, but that book, the power of now, I really found that helpful Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: order to think about what I carry around with me from the past. That's not necessary. And what's holding me back because I do think a lot of what we carry from our past does hold us back. And I think even in, I think I put it in my bio on my Instagram. I kind of put like how I, you know, where I am, I'm figuring this stuff out at 50 ish. You know, it took me a long time to figure this out, but I, after releasing what no longer served me, you know, I'm, I'm, I have these relationships with people who don't make me feel good about myself why am I doing that? Why am I forcing that? Nobody says that I have to do it just because their family doesn't mean I have to allow people to do that to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you start to release what no longer serves you or what's holding you back, it's amazing how your life can change. So that's one thing. Take a look at your life. Remember, you know, who you are, what is it that makes you happy? And if you're keeping things in your life that are not making you happy or not, you know, um, positive things, it might be time to release them. Um, going out into nature. I think that's a big thing. Like I said, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and my husband and I go to the beach for a walk. And if I don't do that, it's, I feel like something's missing. My Mm. day is off. So I think that's
1: such a simple thing that I really think everyone in the world needs to start to implement. I mean, we have a lot of friends that live in city, in the city and everything like that. And it's like, I just this year have really since having the baby have tuned in with the idea of like I need to get outside if I don't get outside and then there's this thing of noise pollution I even get outside and I live in a suburban town and it's like I'm like driving myself crazy because all I do is hear cars and everything and it's like Mm -hmm. I found such healing this year and just going into like the woods you know and Mm -hmm. just holding my baby and walking around the woods and hearing the birds and not but, having my phone with me, you know, for 20 minutes, it doesn't have to be forever, but that yes. is so healing. And I think so underrated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely huge. I, I could never, I, I have two, my daughter, um, in fact, is moving into Fenway um, in a in a week or two. And um, my oldest son is, he loves the city and my middle boy, the one that was, you know, uh, connected there, he doesn't, didn't want anything to do with the city. It's like, we, I can't go in there. I, Legit could not handle listening to that and having all of those people. It's like kind of going into the mall on Christmas Eve. I I stress out. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I can't do it. Um, yeah, quiet is good. Stillness is good. So, I think even just practicing that. Um, I would I used to do meditations, and 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 I'm a Gemini, so I'm always thinking and talking and thinking and talking. And, um, it was a stretch for me to be able to sit and meditate, but I would get like five seconds. And I was like, onto like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I doing tomorrow? Who's here? Who's that outside? You know, all of this stuff in my head. Um, so I started to do like guided meditation. I figured, well, if I can do a guided meditation and at least I can follow what they're saying and I don't have to try and manage it myself. So I started there. Um, and that was very helpful. And then I kind of started to move towards, not focusing on anything, just trying to keep it with nothing in my head, and hmm. it's it's crazy because we know that's a very difficult thing to do—is to just remove all thought from your head. But it takes discipline, but it can be done, and if you practice it, you can get better. And in, that's in that stillness, you find power, and I think that really allows you to fully connect to yourself in to your roots and. Um, just kind of realizing, I was told my kids, there's a difference between what you want and what you need. And the sooner you figure that out, the happier you'll be. And I think that's true. I mean, there's so many things that we just don't need and what we need, we have, and it's all internal. It's not external. And I think that's a big, big misconception is that we think that all of these things are going to make us happy when they're, they're not. Mm. Happiness within.
2: Mic drop reach. Mm-hmm. Seriously.
1: <laughs> um, so I want to spiral back to when we were talking about, uh, when you were kind of doing readings for individuals versus bigger groups, and you were talking about maybe you were doing, you could do a reading for a bigger group and someone in the back row could receive a message and, you know, it could be meant for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been getting any messages just on this call that might Resonate for either me or Amanda or our listeners that are coming through for you.
0: Um, I are probably really... like a million things. <laughs> it's funny because I, I don't. I mean, I'd like to say that I'm pretty well protected in that my spirit team doesn't let anything in unless it, there's something kind of big that healing mm-hmm. is needed. So, say for instance, I you know sitting here right now, I can feel a couple things when I was talking. Um, if I'm quiet for a second, I was definitely having a hard time breathing. Um mm. and so if I stop and think about letting somebody in, then I let them in. If I don't, right. and my spirit team will not allow anybody in unless they're saying, okay, um, you know, say for instance, Amanda just lost somebody really close to her and she really needs to hear this. My spirit team would let it in and then I would start to sense and feel and I would get this little thing in my throat like I need to say something and I know somebody's trying to talk and then I start to you're talking to me and I'm really having this conversation in my head like what is going on here and who do I need to say this to Um, a lot of times It can be difficult because I, I, you know, I could sit, like I said, in a nail salon and there's 20 people in there and and I know somebody's trying to talk and I don't know who they want to talk to in there. And I'm thinking it's the person sitting in front of me, but somebody in the row and back and be like, I think you're talking about me. Um, So it's hard because I don't always know who is, you know, who they're talking to. And I don't always know if they're speaking about somebody that's passed away or if somebody is living. Um, So Mm -hmm. they give me a name. I don't often like to use names because I kind of get like the first letter and the last and sometimes it's in the middle. And, um, you know, it's if unless it's a unique name, I try to stay away from names and just use other validating pieces of information. So to answer your question, as I just went around in circles, um, which probably leads me to believe somebody wanted to say a name <laughs> because yeah. I just told that whole big story when it was yes a big story. Oh, um, that's amazing. So, I mean, if I were to just say right now, and, and this could even be somebody that might listen to your podcast religiously and, and, you know, listen to this later, they might pick up on it, but somebody passes something, heart, lungs, or chest, unable to communicate a passing. Um, it could be an S name. Um, hmm. So this is, I believe this is someone who's passed without going too much further into it. Like it's hard because it's like, then there are times like when you're asking me now, it's like, okay, pressure. Yeah. So that pressure comes in. It's like out the window, the messages go. Cause you know, I put expectation on myself and then that gets in the way. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were to sit and focus, like if, you know, at another time, if I were to ever do this again, and people were on, you know, on the podcast or, um, you know, it was live. If somebody were in, I could probably do a better job
2: at answering that question for you.
1: Yeah. No, I hear you.
2: Totally. Hear. Maybe that's something we should set up sometime, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, it's cap really it at a company. certain number of people or something and do like a Zoom event or something like a group reading. I think that could be cool. Yeah. That's a great idea.
1: So when you talked, at least with me, we had kind of talked a little bit about the messages I was getting was kind of how to make peace with like who I am and the experience that I'm experiencing, And um, we kind of got to the point of like how I can be in alignment with kind of my highest self, like what I should be doing. And I kept asking you and we kept kind of going through this conversation of like, you were getting the message from my people of like, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're doing things right. Just keep going. Um, So I guess my question is, how do we be more in alignment with our highest selves? Like what messages do you receive to kind of, is it usually like a very direct, like if you're talking to Amanda, it's like, you need to change your career and do this. Or is it more like when we were talking and you were kind of like, you're doing a good job, like keep following the good, keep following your gut kind of thing.
0: Well, it's it's definitely easy to say because spirit is, um, they are here to support you. And, and guide you so um you know they they can't make decisions for you and they can't steer you away, away from anything there is free will so whatever you are doing uh spirit is there to support you in that now is it possible that you know there are t- i mean i have gotten messages before without even knowing um i i don't do psychic readings per se but i have Picked up on things before they have happened. Um, I'm not a big fan of that because they've both been um, uh, related to passings, mm. and that kind of uh, kind of freaks me out because then I have this information, and at the time I didn't know. I I knew after the fact that the messages that I were getting were related to somebody that was going to pass within you know a short period of time after I had gotten the message, but I don't know what to do with that. So spirit is, um, you know, usually pretty good about just supporting what it is that you're doing. Um, For me, spirit, for instance, with you, Caitlin, um, just leading me to ask you the question, because basically the answers, you, you have the answers, they're within. And so they're not found in the external. They're not, you don't need me to tell you what you know to be right for you. So if you're finding, you know, if you find passion in doing what it is that you're doing and helping people in this way, well, then you're on the right track. Keep going. If you're not happy doing what you're doing, then you know something's wrong. Your intuition is telling you, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm I'm anxious. I'm depressed. You know, I get uptight. I, I feel like, you know, everything's closing in on me. I'm having a hard time breathing. That means something's not right. And that's your intuition telling you that. So if you feel good about something and you're light and happy and you're motivated to continue doing it, then you're on the right path.
2: And that's what spirit wants you to know. I love that. I feel like that's so healing for people. Like I'm assuming it will be for people. It's healing for me to hear that, that like kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's so simple. It's, It's, so simple and everybody
0: and I, myself, I want somebody to give me the answer. Like I had right, of course. A situation a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't comfortable with it. And, you know, I would just want somebody to tell me, <clears throat> excuse me, the answer. I want somebody to fix it for me. I don't yeah.
2: want
0: to just try and figure it out myself or rationalize it in my head. I want somebody to say, yes, this is exactly it because we look, we do look for that validation elsewhere. And that's just that's fear-based and it's Mm -hmm. that's a constant struggle for us to shut that down and just focus on what we know because what we know is you know it's all good energy and we need to follow that so it's definitely a tough thing to (laughs) to find that but it is it is so simple like again if you're doing something and, and you come you know go to work and you come home and you're like oh you know, and you're tired and you don't want to go out and you're grumpy and snapping at people, something probably needs to change. You know, Mm. if it's not, you can't change your work, you can't whatever, then maybe there's something that you can change, you know, about your day. Do you go out for a walk? Do you, you know, change something? Do you practice gratitude? Because I mean, these are the things that, you know, as they say with manifesting things, start your day with gratitude every day you know, be great. You know, I tell my kids all the time, stop focusing on what it is that you don't like and think about what it is that you do have good and more mm-hmm. things will come to you, you. Doors open when you are grateful for what you have you focus on things that you don't have, then there's always going to be lack That's wherever right. that is in your life.
2: Yeah. Oh, so many mic drops just over and over and over again. I hope that people <laughs> okay. really appreciate this. I feel like I feel like we're also at like a time of life that everyone is kind of going down different paths, whether it's like, this person's getting married, this person's having a baby, this person is like moving across the country and doing this really adventurous thing. And it's really easy, again, all that external noise to like be distracted by that and be like, am I doing the right thing? Like, what is my life? What is my purpose? And really, it's just a
0: little more simple. I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't grow up With social media and Mm. I I honestly feel bad for my kids because I just think that there's so much with that and so much I don't I'm not on social media a lot you can probably tell I I need help posting things because I don't know how to do it in in I'm not sad about it because when you get onto social media there is this expectation and you have to keep up with somebody and people are posting what they want you to see that's not always real life you know Yes you know, not everything is, is rainbows and butterflies, you know, like a lot of, even the readings that I do, like when I do it in a group and, you know, there are other mediums there, they seem to pick up on the rainbows and butterfly things. And, you know, the grandparents who passed in their nineties and peaceful and had a great long life and everything was wonderful. And and I'm over here thinking, what? Well, nope, not me. I have a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suicides and stuff. Why are these people coming to me to get the message across? And you know, it's kind of a joke in the meat in this group that Julie gets all of the the ones that are are difficult to deal with. And perhaps it's because I have, you know, experienced tragedy and I have a connection with that. And, you know, maybe I can help people through that better than, you know, other people, but um, I've also had a lot with people who have gone to mediums and not been able to connect with the person that they wanted to connect with. So I am grateful for having a a different side of things, although I wish I was getting the grandparents with the rainbows and butterflies, but Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is that helps heal, I guess that's, that's, I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. And I think that that's a common thread. I mean, I'll speak for myself is like, I feel like other people gravitate towards like the pretty things, or I look at other people's lives and I feel like they're getting all of the things that like you should be getting, or they're moving up the ladder in a certain way. And I'm looking and I'm like, wow, you're really checking off all the boxes. Your life is so pretty. And like in my head, of course it's not, but I'm like, it's easy, you know, like you're just going through the the motions and I'm over here, like, like climbing the ladder, trying to like get each foot off the ground. And sometimes it feels really hard, but it's like, I was built to have this journey and you were built to have that journey, you know? And it's like, I think we all start somewhere different too. And like, I can handle hard things because I've been through hard things and other people have been through different things, you know, different, different types of experiences. And I think that sometimes we don't see that or talk about that enough either of like, we're dealt what we can handle. And there's a reason for that.
0: Yeah. My, my husband had a, a friend that was a motivational speaker that used to tell him if everybody threw their troubles into a pile, you'd be fighting to get your own back.
1: You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. You don't
0: know what anybody else is dealing with. Um, so when, when you think that life is difficult and you you have it tough, um, you know, <laughs> there's always, there's always somebody that has it worse than you do. Yeah. I think right. that's, um, you know, I can see that every day, even with my friends, it's, you know, Um, yeah grateful I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at and you know my skills and abilities and the opportunity to help connect people with their loved ones and you know I I was thinking about it earlier today um I was thinking about I you know I I have uh, English Bulldogs and they are prone to health issues typically and I was thinking to myself why do I always have dogs that that don't live long, like, you know, I see all you know, these dogs, I ten, 10, 12, 13 years old. And I'm like, I mind, I can't seem to get them past six years. Old. And then I was thinking to myself, you know what, maybe, and, and you know, when I think about purpose, what is my purpose here? And, and I struggle with that for a long time. Um, you know, I was thinking today, maybe my purpose is to just help people who are struggling in some way, be it an animal or a person. Yeah. So, it's taken me a long time to, you know, I keep thinking in my head, what is my purpose? Even if I'm doing these readings, what is my true purpose, and how does it apply? Not, you know, um, my, you know, growing up, there were struggles in my house, and and I was there to help through that. And the dogs that I have haven't been in the best of health, and they've struggled, and I've helped with that. And people who are trying to connect to their loved ones that are having a difficult time healing. I've been able to help with that. So I think I yeah, yeah, might have found my purpose. I think you did.
1: <laughs> I think you did. So, I think you <laughs> did. Yeah, you know, it's,
0: but, you know, hey, I'm pro- I probably got a good 20 years on you guys. And, um, you know, if I could have done this 20 years ago, I would have been real happy. So, you know, slow it. My advice to you would be, you know, slow it down and yeah. take a look around and see what actually makes you happy. And who cares what the person next to you is doing?
2: Mm-hmm. you know, and, or what they think about what you're doing,
0: but they think, yes, you know, as, as they say, what other people think about you is not your business. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, um, I always tell my kids get, when they say, Oh, so-and-so, whatever I'm like, get off of social media, delete it. Don't even pay attention to it. You know, I, I have it now because it, it's helpful, you know, business wise. Um, but I'm, I'm not speaking for you guys. Like I'm saying like kids, but still even in your head, if you see things, yeah. you know, are posting things that oh they don't they look happy they're on, you know I say to myself oh my god does that person ever work they're on vacation like yes <laughs> more than anything you
2: know especially right uh, now we're in the thick of that like why is everyone in Europe <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> why aren't we I mean, yeah. And, 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 yeah crazy and I'm like how do you get there like how do you how do you afford like I just and I'm not even saying from social media like I have friends that go on vacation and I'm like seriously like you've been on vacation like four times this year I I know people that have been on vacation more in the past two years than I have my entire life. and I'm like, yeah. you know what are you doing to get like your kids going to college like <laughs> yeah right on, you know. Um, so it you know it takes a little bit to just remove that and to just really not care. And like I said, that's all releasing what doesn't serve you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not my it's not my thing to worry about what other people are doing, what they think about me you know, and that, that took a long time too. um, you know, some of it can be painful, letting go, you know, some, some family, some friends that you thought would always be there. And you you do truly learn when you're, when you advance in your journey, I think people fall away. And if they're not on the same vibration as you, and and they, you know, are at a lower level than you, they're going to fall away and it can be sad, but they're not, and I don't mean to say this in a bad way. They're not serving you anymore. You're here to be the highest and best version of you. And you need to continue looking for people who inspire and make you a better person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think that that can be so scary, um, but it's so necessary. And I feel like that was kind of happening in my 20s. And now that we're in our 30s, I'm like, I'm feeling good, you know, like.
0: Yeah, it snowballs. Okay kind of like
1: shed the shit a little bit and just. Yeah let it go if it's not serving you like you said yeah all right well that I think is all I have Amanda did you have any other questions you wanted to ask
2: no that was amazing I feel I'm feeling a little lighter after this conversation (laughs) this is great I really appreciate you and everything that you said
0: thank you thank you for having me on it it was fun